Welcome to the You Glow Nurse Podcast, where we are growing and glowing through our nursing journey and practicing real self-care along the way. Ready for the real glow up? Join the conversation with me, your host, Fallon Lopez, BSN RN, Certified Health and Wellness Coach and CEO of RU Well, where I empower new nurses to adapt to busy nurse life by creating real self-care strategies that boost energy and build real self-confidence. So if you're struggling to keep afloat in this busy nurse life and ready to ditch the hustle culture, this is a space for you. Let's dive on in to today's episode. Don't forget to like, subscribe to our online community and here on the podcast for more self-care resources. Let's do it, y'all. What's going on, y'all? Thanks for hopping on for another episode of the You Glow Nurse podcast hosted by me, Fallon Lopez, RN, BSN, Certified Health and Wellness Coach and CEO of Are You Well? where I work with new nurses. I help nurses develop self-care strategies that boost energy, motivation, and help them adapt busy nurse life. And today we have another interesting topic for those high achievers in the building, for those high achievers that are listening. Let's talk about rest. Are you operating in true rest? So y'all, why is productivity so popularized, popularized? Why is it such a big deal? Hustle culture is glorified in our society. And that's on everyone's mind. Everyone is busy whenever you ask your coworkers, your family, how you doing, what you got going on. Everybody is just, their response is, I'm busy. Life gets busy. Is it the norm of the adulting life? While the rates of nurses and doctors getting burnt out and leaving the profession is so high, there is something going on with the busy lifestyle. Is it the lack of sleep? Is it just the lifestyle we choose as caregivers? Or is there a missing link in the lack of rest that may be happening in healthcare? So just let's, before we get into what operating in true rest is all about, I want to share a few announcements with you this evening. Make sure if you're listening on the podcast or watching us live, make sure you join my community, my online community. And the link will be below in the show notes so that you can join us on the email so you can get my weekly insights, recipes, daily encouragements, all for the busy nurse in mind. So make sure you join my community with the link below. We have some exciting events coming up for busy nurses, so you don't want to miss out. Okay, now let's get into what rest and recovery really is, because true rest and recovery Y'all, is more than just sleeping, if you didn't know. I'm here to let you know. Yes, we need our sleep. As busy nurses, we need rest. We need actual sleep, naps, sleeping in, all of that. But in my research, I have found other areas where we also need to rest. It's part of your wellness journey, and I'm here to talk more about that today. And tonight I'll share three areas of rest that busy nurses need. If you're a busy nurse, this is needed in your life. Um, And from my research, I can tell you more about what rest truly is. 
So many of you may have heard me say this. If you've ever listened to any of my podcasts, any of my videos, you may have heard me say, I did not take care of myself very well throughout my nursing school journey. I just showed up. I see my way on through a lot of the things. And, you know, that, hey, it may be your story. Look, we survived nursing school though, okay? My whole purpose of becoming a nurse, it it was a game to me. I was becoming a nurse just to prove myself and to others that I was good enough, that I could what could actually make something of myself, that I could do something hard. Being a nurse was like the hardest thing ever. And so that was my motivation. I I just wanted to prove that I was actually smart, that I could make something of myself. I was so others focused. That's how I was trying to fulfill myself by proving that I could do this, that I could actually become a nurse and do what I said. To God be the glory though. Like I have now changed my life with the discovery of wellness and self-care. Like it's just like this light bulb came on. Like I had my light bulb moment that, okay, I am not taking care of myself. I have been operating on everyone else's timeline and every I have been operating in everybody else's opinion of me, which led me to the people pleasing, which led me to always feeling like I was in lack, the scarcity mindset. And my self-care at that time in nursing school, it was just terrible. It just led me further down of a spiral of pity parties and poor mental health. But what I have now learned along the way, I want to share it with other nurses who may be feeling the same ways, like self-sacrifice to be the best nurse. That does not have to be the way of life. We do not always have to just push through, you know, to be the best nurse, to prove ourselves as nurses. We're groomed to keep it all together as nurses. It's it's we're like put under this pressure to kind of just keep it all together And yes, it makes us great nurses. Yes, when you can operate under the pressure. But what about the recovery process? What about recovering after those tough shifts? If you're so used to stuffing, if you're so used to compartmentalizing and not experiencing the emotions and being able to work through them, what happens after the fact? What happens during your recovery? Are you doing the the self-care that you need? Are you practicing the self-care that you need that is going to help you? become that healthier, happier nurse so that you can give for a, from a full cup. And honestly, I was lacking in that area. And one way that I could truly share with you today after my research, after learning more about rest and health and wellness, you know, rest is part of that. Rest is a huge part of that. Um, and today I want to share a few of those with you. My top three areas of rest that I feel like nurses need. And, and honestly, I was reading a article recently called The Seven Types of Rest. Um, and I'll share that in the link in the show notes so that you can read up on it as well. I also shared it with my email community first. So shout out to y'all if y'all were able to uh Check it out first. So the seven different types of rest. In this article, the doctor, the MD, Sandra Dalton-Smith, she uh, wrote an article 
on this website called Goop. I know it sounds kind of goofy, but it was a really, a really good article. She's a board certified internal medicine physician who about 10 years ago, she completely burned out and she was a mom working full time. She was doing research and she just was to the point of just complete uh, mental breakdown. And she just thought, oh, okay, maybe she just needs some sleep. That's what she thought. She was like, maybe I'm just not sleeping enough. Um, she got to the point where she changed her self-care. You know, many of us may have changed our self-care. And then she started sleeping more. You know, she was doing the nine, eight hours, but still woke up completely exhausted. And that's when she started to realize, okay, something is missing. I'm getting enough sleep. I'm doing all the the sleep that I can, making sure I'm rested, but I'm still waking up exhausted. Something is missing here. She did the whole evaluation with her doctor, checking all her hormone levels, which if you are listening and you're feeling fatigued and overwhelmed in that way, definitely reach out to your PCP. There was one time that I learned um, my vitamin D was low because I had changed to change my diet to completely uh, plant based and I needed to start taking a supplement. And this caused me to uh, experience fatigue and depression even. And once I started supplementing myself and um, getting that over the counter vitamin D, I was able to break through that. And it's just a miracle that sometimes it's our hormones uh, that we need to check the food that we're eating, the things that we're doing that can affect us mentally as well. And so this doctor, I went on a side rant over there of my own story, but this doctor, she was able to, you know, get herself checked out. She did all the sleeping and the naps and the self-care, but she still figured out, figured like, or felt that she was exhausted every night, still waking up exhausted. So she began to do um, some more research and came to find the seven different types of rest. Now I want to break this down and then I want to give you my seven, my three top areas um, that nurses need rest. Okay. And so the seven different types of rest that Dr. Sandra found in her research are going to be physical rest, mental rest, spiritual, emotional, social, sensory, and creative. Now I want to just Go back over that really quickly. Physical rest has the two components. Actively resting, the physical rest is going to be sleeping, naps, things like that. Um, I'm sorry, passive is actually going to be the sleeping and the naps. So there's two types of physical rest. That's the passive, which is the sleeps and the naps. And then the active type of physical rest, which is going to be the slow movements, the the stretching, the yoga, the massages, um, things like that. And then mental rest is when you're able to mentally shut off your thoughts and you're able to, you know, you don't have trouble focusing. You don't have trouble uh, remembering things. Your mind is clear. You don't have like um, those repetitive, intrusive thoughts. And now that's a tough one. Um, for someone with a busy brain who always has a to-do list, right? Um, so when you're able to get to that place of like a mental rest where you're able to disconnect, um, staying off social media helps definitely. Social rest, you know, like we're on social media and I'm telling you to stay off social media, but look, it is what it is. You know, after listening to this, you might think, okay, maybe I need to take a pause for the cause. 
another area of rest that um, she talked about social rest where you're able to be your authentic self with loved ones and in your relationships and you're able to get poured back into from these relationships. A lot of times when we're nurses and caregivers, we pour a lot of our love and respect and everything for others and in our relationships. But having that social rest is where they can pour back into you. And then spiritual rest, having uh, your belief system honored. Like you believe that you're, you're in touch with your higher power, whatever that is for you. For me personally, my relationship with God, you know, believing that my work has a purpose, that I have a calling, that I am um, going to, like God has good things planned for me, having that spiritual rest, being able to connect to the greater good. I have purpose, you know, I can make a difference. Things like that is a spiritual rest. Sensory rest. Now that is disconnecting. I talked a little bit about that with the mental rest. Um, So it's a different kind of aspect of that. But it's like being able to disconnect from all of the devices that we're exposed to throughout the day. Think about it. Like we're on our phones. We're on our laptops. We're talking to people. Like being able to disconnect from that um, is really good. Another type of rest. Emotional rest, when we don't have to carry the baggage of the emotions. As nurses, we're really good at compartmentalizing. So it's easy to like stuff it down and hide it and put it under, sweep it under the rug. It helps us when we're at work, but does it help us overall in life being able to express our emotions and feelings unapologetically? And the last one is going to be creative rest. And this is great because you're able to experience. Um, the awe and the creativity all around you. And when you're rested, that's when you can do that the most when you're able to get out of your own thoughts and really experience the awe and the beauty around you in nature, in painting, in music, in dancing, um, and things like that. So there are seven different types of rest. And tonight I want to share with you my top three for busy nurses, y'all. As nurses, we tend to give so much to others. So it's important that we pour into ourselves, that we take the opportunity and we prioritize rest. Okay, so let's dive into it. My top three, and in this order, I would say my number one type of rest that has changed my life that I'm still working on because I am a high achiever as well. I'm a go-getter. I like to go. I like to make things happen. So rest is hard for me. One thing that um, has changed my life and helped me perform better as a nurse is having and making space for a spiritual rest. Like I said, that's the belief that our work, that our purpose here on uh, in life on this earth, it has a meaning. We have a calling. We're connected to our higher power. And for me as a Christian, Christian, sorry, It is my relationship with God, the belief that God is in control. You know, growing up Christian in a Christian household, I had to do a lot of deconstructing my faith, the faith that I was brought up with. I had to do a lot of questioning and deep, 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 like deep questions, like really deep work, that inner work. I had to do a lot of of that inner work looking into what I really believed about God. And believing that God really loves me and wants the best for me, I think that was the game changer in my spiritual rest. 
not believing that he was just this, this parent that was over me, always like, hmm, I got you. You better act right. I got you. You mess up and that's it. I'm done. You know, God's love was not limited. God's love is unconditional. It's nothing that I've ever experienced. So I had to really um, challenge my faith and my beliefs and knowing that God is for me and not against me. He never leaves me or forsakes me. Having that understanding in my spirituality has given me rest that nothing I can do could ever separate me from the love of God. Even if I mess up, even if I make a mistake, even if I go off the deep end or I say something crazy or I do too much, like those were the thoughts that I would have. Nothing could ever separate me from his love. And having that rest, having that confidence in him has brought me closer to him, brought me so much closer in relationship to God. And it gives me a rest. A, a mental rest, an emotional, spiritual rest to know God is in control. So having that spiritual faith, that connection with your higher power, that your work matters, you're here tapping into your into your purpose, into your calling, the work that you're doing every day, it matters what you have to offer to this world. It matters and you're making a difference every day. That is part of your spiritual rest as nurses. We don't just get into this just to just get into this, there's a reason, you know, maybe you did get into nursing thinking like, oh, I'm gonna get paid. I don't have to worry about anything else. And hello, (laughs) Um, slap colds of cold reality slap. Hello. There is a lot more that you have to do. It's not just a walk in a park to be a nurse. Um, It takes a lot of dedication. It takes a lot of caring and effort. And, you know, when I had that reality check, um, it definitely brings things to light. And I fell in love with the profession even more and finding my way through it and trusting God through it. Like, okay, I'm here for a reason. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to continue to push forward. So that is one way that I am able to rest. And I think it's important for nurses to have that spiritual rest as well. You know, again, connecting to your higher power, Um, so that you really feel that you're making a difference here in the world because you are a nurse. I see you. All right. Another type of rest that I feel nurses definitely need to practice on the regular so that they can give the most from a full cup. When your cup is full, when you feel like you've been poured into, you can then give even more um, to your community, to to your patients, to your family, to your friends. And so taking care of yourself every day is so important. And another way that I feel that practicing rest is emotional rest. So like I said earlier, when I was discussing the seven types of rest, (laughs) emotional relief, that having that emotional release, uh, it's kind of hard for us nurses. Um, We tend to see so much in this world, people at their worst state of health. Um, It's hard. We see a lot of things and we can't unsee it no more. Like it's there. I saw this ethically, emotionally, like it's some terrible things that we see. And, you know, we have to speak up and advocate for our patients. And, you know, we do the best that we can. And some things we cannot control. And we, you know, we kind of sometimes can carry that baggage, the emotional baggage anyways. Um, A lot of times we can't sit there and just like cry with our patients you know, or we can't, we have to be the cool heads. We cannot freak out. We can't 
rush out, even though I don't always do that. <laughs> Sometimes I do, you know, rush out and I'm like emotional as a nurse. But a lot of times we're the cool heads and we have to compartmentalize, sweep it under the rug, you know, and move on. A patient dies, cold blue, we're doing everything. We still got four other patients we got to take care of, you know, like we have to move on. And I remember being so emotionally exhausted when I was uh, working as a floor, floor nurse and beginning my nursing journey. I would drive home after 12 hour shift uh, and after 12 plus hours of just stuffing down my emotions and just hiding my emotions and just definitely just stuffing it down and just uh, suppressing a lot of it, you know, because I had to be on top of my game and I had to continue to perform. I would drive home after 12 hour shifts and I would just burst out in tears. I don't even know. I wouldn't even listen to anything on the radio. I just would burst out into tears. My load seemed so heavy. Like I would just be bawling my eyes out from, um, from the time I left the job until I got home. And that was one sign that I was burnt out. I was so emotional and so exhausted from life and all the decisions that I had to to uh, to do as a nurse to that I was in charge of as a nurse. Um, but now after strengthening my relationship with God by doing the self-improvement and the therapy and having safe places to talk about my emotions and to let it out, another way that I work on my emotional rest is being able to journal. Like a lot of people think that journaling is just like you have to do some deep, intricate work. Like, no, like journaling can just be a bullet journal. You can journal for 10 minutes, asking yourself simple questions. How am I feeling today? What do I want to feel instead? What is my plan today? Writing your affirmations, um, writing about your day, you know, just writing what you want to feel, your plans for the future. Um, journaling is a powerful tool to help you release those emotional needs that can always be said to your loved ones and to your friends, you know. So using journaling has helped me. Um, and now I can handle those situations a lot better. Um, especially those situations that challenge me and test me in my emotions. So having that emotional release, that emotional relief to help you take off some of the weight that we seem to carry around as nurses, that is a definite way to have that emotional rest. Another, the last way that I feel nurses should practice one of the most important types of emotional rest. Now, it was really hard to choose. I'm not going to lie. From the list of rest, if I if you listened earlier, um, I shared the seven types of uh, rest that we should have. And so when it came to the last one, it was really hard for me. Spiritual rest, of course, because we have to know who we are and why we do what we do and why we're here. God places here for a reason. So having the connection to your higher power is number one. Then emotional, taking care of your emotional health, having that safe place to let out your emotions and deal with your emotions and process. That is so important. And then the third one that I'll recommend for my busy nurses is physical rest. And like I shared earlier, there's two types of physical rest. Um, there's going to be the active rest and then the passive rest. And I'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, so rest, in its own is more than just sleeping and napping and staying, uh, you know, staying in or sleeping in. 
Now, those are important, physical sleep, and those those are all important. As nurses, we need good sleep. Um, but if your mind is still racing while you sleep and you get up and you have 10 million things to do and you're answering your phone and you're texting and you're scrolling social media and you're the drama from last night and you're thinking about your patients, like, are you really resting? Are you really able to operate in a state of rest? So let's talk about what that means. So active rest is going to be more of those activities um, that bring you rest. So light movements, stretching, deep breathing, massages, sitting in the sun, dancing is even a type of active restorative movements. You know, these movements are going to bring your body a restorative rest. And so those are very important. One thing that is foundational in my morning routine is getting up and rolling out my yoga mat, doing a couple stretches, deep breathings, um, deep breaths, not breathings, deep breaths, and really aligning my thoughts for the day, you know, saying my prayers. But having that movement paired with it has been a game changer. Just being able to let out the, uh, the stress that I may feel physically in my body as well. And that is a physical type of rest. That is the active type of the physical rest. And then passive, of course, um, that's going to be more on the passive side, Um, being like sleep, actual naps, sleeping in, things like that. Those are the passive ways of resting. And so those are my top three ways I feel nurses should be practicing rest and how to operate in a state of rest with those three. Um, But it's not limited. That is just my top three for right now. Um, Not going to lie. It was tough to choose from seven, the list of seven. But those are my top three. I'd love to hear from you. What are after reading the article, I'm going ahead and linking that article from the physician, the internal medicine below in the show notes. So you can read more about her seven types of rest and all the work that she did surrounding it. It's a really great article. So make sure you go check it out and learn more about rest and how you can practice it in your everyday life. Are you really operating in true rest? So as we wrap up, I just want to remind you, living in the actual state of rest as a busy nurse might feel ridiculous. It might feel so ludicrous, like Fallon, it ain't no way. (laughs) What does it mean to operate in rest? What does it mean, Fallon, to operate in rest? Because all of my expectations, all of the things that I have to do, my to-do list, I got a lot on my plate. What does it mean to actually rest? But if you ever lay down for a full night's sleep and then you still wake up and you're still exhausted, there may be another area of life that has not been in true rest. Resting is more than just sleeping. It is a state of mind. And I just shared with you my top three ways to practice rest as a busy nurse. And I'll repeat them for you. Again, spiritual rest. That is connecting to your higher power resting and trusting in your purpose, in your calling, that your work matters, having that rest, connecting to your higher power. For me, it's my relationship with the Lord, with God as a Christian, 
and trusting that God has good things for me, that I don't, I'm not going to stray away from the path that though I may stumble, I do not fall. You know, God has got me a hundred percent having that spiritual rest, knowing that I can trust him a hundred percent gives me the confidence to continue on another state of rest, that emotional rest, being able to take off the tough guy attitude. Yes, we have you know, we keep it all together at work. We're the nurses, we're the busy nurses. We keep it all together. We're the cool heads. We got all the answers, but sometimes it's okay to take off the tough, uh, tough lady um, attitude, the tough exterior and being authentic and open with your emotions, whether that is, you know, talking to a friend, to a therapist, finding community or journaling. Journaling has been such a huge just a huge life game changer for me to be more present, to be more aware, and to really understand what I need for my overall health and wellness. And the other, the last type of rest that I'll recommend for busy nurses is physical being, you know, sleep and naps and things like that. But then also the active physical rest that your body needs, which are going to be like stretching, deep, deep breathing, you know, massages, things that your body really needs to, to decompress and to release that, that physical stress that may, you may have been carrying from work, from just life, you know? (laughs) So definitely, uh, those are my top three states of rest for busy nurses. And if you want to read more about rest, please check out the link below in the show notes so you can check out the article that I shared with you. It's all up to you, friend. Becoming more self-aware, doing the inner work to help you through your area's growth, it's on you, but you don't have to do it alone. You can find the community. You can find the motivation you need with healthy community. And even if it's through coaching or mentorship, if that's what you need, please connect with me. I'm here to support you in your wellness journey. It is a journey and you don't have to do it on your own. That's the great thing about it. You can ask for the support. You can ask for the mentorship, the coaching, but it's all on you to take the action. And sometimes you can't do it on your own. Sometimes you need that extra push and it's okay to ask for help. I know as nurses, we have it all together. We have all the answers. We're the ones in charge. But sometimes we need that extra push as well. And that's what coaching does. So if you feel like you're in the same boat and that's how you feel about your wellness, like I know I all the things. I know I got to get enough sleep. I know I need to eat healthy. But why aren't you doing? What is holding you back? If that is you, then go ahead, connect with me. Set up a free self-care strategy call today so that we can plan your next steps towards wellness because that is what I'm here for as a nurse. That is what I I want to share with you as your coach. So if that's you, definitely check in, connect with me because I know what it feels like to be that high achiever. I was that nurse that always wanted to give to others, that wanted to prove myself to do the very best. And I didn't know in the process, I wasn't taking very good care of myself. I was not doing the self-care things that I should have been doing. And so when I learned more about wellness, it was like this light bulb moment came on and I was like, wow, there's so much I can be doing to improve myself, to give myself the best chance. But am I really giving myself the best chance if I don't make time for rest? 
So for those high achievers, for those people that are struggling to create those self-care, you fall asleep and you still wake up exhausted with more to-do lists and you, you're you on a mission, you, you got the plans, you know what you should do, but putting it into action for yourself is where you're, you're stuck out. If that feels like you and you want that one-on-one mentorship, coaching, the plan to get you to better self-care so that you can give your best, so you can perform at your highest. Because when your cup full, when your cup is full, you can then give from overflow. And that's where we want to pour from, from the overflow, not from the bottom of the barrel. We want to pour from the overflow. So if that's you today, I want to invite you, set up a free Call with me a self-care strategy today and let's get going, y'all. All right, y'all. It's been a wonderful one. I hope you really enjoyed this conversation on are you operating in true rest, learning how to rest as a high achiever. If that's you, I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Make sure you like, subscribe, and join my online community for more. And I will see you next time. Bye.